Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. All right, guys, here we are again on another Monday night. My name is Jody Burkeen, and I'm your host for the Man Up God's Way podcast and the founder of Man Up God's Way Men's Ministry, a ministry that was birthed out of a desire to see men do Christianity a little bit different, uh, to step into the role that God has called them to be, to act like the men that God has called them to be, to love their wives as Christ loved the church, to pour into their children to raise up a godly generation and to make sure that they serve within the church, Um, making sure that they have accountability in their lives and making disciples as well. So if you get an opportunity, check out our website at www.manupgodsway.org. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, man, I think that's just about it. Oh, yeah, and we have an app as well, so make sure you download the app. It is free for all those who download it, man. It's a great opportunity to get into a community of men who will um, uh, be there with you and for you, uh, and it won't be the craziness that you see on Facebook and other social media. So glad you guys are here, and uh, we can't wait to get into tonight's conversation. For Goza, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Good. It's good to be back. Two weeks of uh, call them demons in the machines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two weeks of not figuring out what was going on here, man. We had camera issues. We had audio issues. We had live stream issues. We had functionality issues. It was uh, tumultuous. At and I best. think you still have the uh, overlay on too. Uh, negative. So we no. are. Yeah, we're looking good on Facebook. I knew Is that it? was going to show. Oh, how fun! Yeah, I'm That's looking good. up to our right, and I'm not seeing it. But uh, we're. <laughs> I'm watching Facebook right now, and. And we are good. I think if you're watching on the app right now, you might be staring at a blank screen, but hopefully you can hear us. Uh, yeah, we were, I mean, we were down for a couple weeks um, and we had some guests too. We had to cancel. Right. We're going to get them back on uh, this week. We hesitated. Uh, yeah, we were, I mean, we were down oh, for a couple well, there weeks. There it is. Um, <laughs> he didn't believe me. We had some guests. Uh, <laughs> no trust. No yeah. trust. Uh, we were down for a couple weeks and... Um, we were hesitant to have a guest this yeah. week because, you know, we had uh, one of my buddies show up and then your tech guy on the phone. Um, we started at four o'clock today just to be sure. <laughs> Finally got everything squared away. Oh, my goodness, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah, glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah, man. Just got good. back from a little road trip. and Awesome. Yeah. I'm, it's good to be uh, some shift changes, man. I got right. some big announcements coming up. Not quite ready to to pop them off here yet but uh some some life changes and big goals have been reached and some fun stuff coming up for for the both of us right exactly yeah i'm excited about we've got some major stuff going on too we are in the process of revamping our website Um, we have some new programs uh, and products to offer uh, the men that are going to be out there we'll be launching that probably in the next two months some major, major stuff that we're really excited about. We're really geared up trying to get out and help churches create men's ministry. I've been doing men's ministry now for 12 years. I'm also a pastor as well. Um, We have really focused within my own church to uh, gear the men toward a godly lifestyle, and we're starting to see the results of that. 
uh, after a few years of doing it. And uh, we're going to take some of what we've learned here and be able to pass it out and give it out to other guys as well. So, uh, Fergoza, what do you have for us there today? So, as always, uh, we got the books. So, this is how you can help support us. Uh, this is your first book, Man Up, Becoming a Godly Man in an Ungodly World. And then we have the second book here, Pursuit of a Godly Life, Living Like Jesus Matters Because He Do. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, we have shirts, we have cups, we have mugs, we have all that stuff. So, that's how you support us. That's how you give back a little bit, and uh, I'll share the, you know, I'm on the chat, uh, all podcasts, so I'll be answering your guys' questions, and I'll share some of this stuff in the link. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if you're on any part of the social media that we have, whether it's the app or Facebook, we have 868,000 followers on Facebook, uh, so make sure that you comment. We will answer just about every comment. If you have a question tonight, uh, Fergoza and I are going to freestyle it tonight. We've got uh, quite a few comments. Topics. Uh, topics, if you will, in context that we want to kind of uh, give you and talk about some things that we've seen over the last few weeks that have just really blown our mind and, um, you know, the craziness that's going on in the world today. Uh, get your thoughts on some of the, the great things that we think that are happening, um, you know, with uh, some revivals kicking off, it looks like, throughout the United States and get your opinion on those as well. So, First off, what we want to talk about tonight is uh, how about those Grammys a few weeks ago? <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> yeah. That was the hardest part about not having, like, there's so much stuff. We came in and we were so pumped to, like, talk about some of the stuff that was going on. We I had know. spy balloons. We've had train wrecks. Right. We've had the Grammys. We've had Super Bowl. Like, so much has happened over right. the two weeks. And every time we sat down and got ready, we usually get here in the studio at, like, 630 you know, gives us an hour and a half to prep mm-hmm. before the show. And that's about enough time for us to do that. But man, we just, we got to talk about it, but we didn't get to talk about, you know, any of that stuff right. with you guys. So it, um, it, it was crazy. I didn't even watch the Grammys. I woke up the next day and all of a sudden I just saw all, I, I didn't, this year I didn't watch the Grammys or the Super Bowl. Uh, God has just really been working on me about, you know, what I uh, allow into my brain. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that Satan is the prince of air. And how do uh, how does that stuff get into your home? It's yeah. through the airwaves. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, again, I'm I'm uh, adding a little bit to that scripture, but it makes so much sense to me is that, you know, Satan comes in through not only our TVs, but in sometimes through our music and uh, just just the uh, ways that you don't necessarily think about. And, yeah. I, you know, the Super Bowl this year, matter of fact, we were going to have the Super Bowl at our church. Super Bowl party. Yeah. And uh, the more that uh, my elders and I were looking at the um, commercials, you know, mm-hmm. they always put the commercials out beforehand. Yeah. And, man, they, th- even the commercials weren't really – something that I felt like uh, and that my elders felt like that we should be having within the context of the church. So yeah. we we canceled our Super Bowl party, uh, you know, and I'm glad we did, even though it wasn't majorly bad during the, um, the game itself. The game itself or yeah. the Super Bowl or the, even the, the halftime show. But there's just so much demonic yeah. influence there, there, whether it's the Illuminati or whether it's the, you know, the, the tribal stuff that they're yeah. doing and, um, you know, even some of the commercials making fun of Adam and Eve and different mm-hmm. things like that. So we just felt that it was best for our church not to to have that, and you know, may may do that going forward. Well, it's interesting because we used to. I remember growing up, we used to have uh, UFC fight nights for the mm-hmm. men's group, 
You know, right. you could do them with, but even those, you had the ring girls and now it's back, you know, it's pay-per-view, right. anything can go down. Someone grabs a mic, oh, well, F you this. And then, right. you know, it's really tough. You want to have, you want to have the ability to still live in our society and still, you know, operate normally, right. just be a normal person. And I feel like culture is making that very, very difficult. You'd mentioned the the halftime show. I actually had a Twitter post uh, asking what the over under was on whether or not it was going to be, you know, overly satanic. Right. Right. Or is it just going to be a normal show? And it right. was, you know, for the most part, there was a couple things in there that were questionable as far as like some type of occultish right. things that they were doing. But the thing that struck me the most is it was just inappropriate. Like right. it wasn't okay for kids. Right. Regardless of if it had yeah. any type of, you know, um, unholy or not to mm. pun off Sam right. Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it had a, it had a weird vibe to it a little bit, but man, there was a part where she grabbed herself and then put it up to her nose and, and smelt it just like oh dead gosh. center in the camera. And I'm like, well, and everybody caught it. Like everyone commented at the party that I was right. at with my friends. They were like, did I just see what I thought I just saw? I was like, you did. And wow. luckily there's no toddlers slash teenagers here slash in that, you know, impressionable area. That's not okay. That's crazy. And that's mainstream TV. That's family friendly right. TV. And that's okay. Well, it, <clears throat> that's the problem is they're no longer family friendly. You know, it's, it's becoming to the point where it's no longer family friendly. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't even we didn't even turn it on in our house. Um, matter of fact, I sat and just uh, I think my wife was sick that day. I, as a matter of fact, and the kids, you know, got on their iPods and Xboxes and mm-hmm. just goofed off the rest of the evening. I didn't even turn the TV on. Um, and it's just it saddens me that now we have to. It's it's such a danger that you know we're allowing this stuff to not only infiltrate our homes but infiltrate the church, and we've become pretty. Uh, immune to um, the effects of it, and that's what scares me for Christians. Is that I had I had I heard a sermon years ago, and this makes total sense to me. And when I was growing up, you never ever saw a deer by the road, like you just mm-hmm. didn't hear about you know cars hitting deer, and um, it just wasn't a thing back then. And uh, you never saw one on the side of the road. And if you ever did see one, it was because your uncle shot it or, yeah. you know, something, a hunter or something like that. Um, and then over time, now you see deer grazing on the side of the road. You mm-hmm. know, the noise and the scariness and all of that is, is gone away. And they just that keep, generation in them has, has changed. That's the, exactly. And so they get, they creep closer and closer and closer to the road. And now every now and then they'll have one just dart out into the road and it mm-hmm. gets hit. Sin is a lot like that. And we get, you know, we're trying to get closer and closer and closer to that sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden we step into it. It's like, you know, understanding temptation is not a sin. You know, you're going to be tempted. Um, it's it's what you do after that. It's when you step into it. It's when you uh, dive into that sin that it becomes a problem. And I think that's what's happening with music and movies today is that we're we're trying to get as close as we possibly can to, like, at what point is it too close? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I just get close enough? And I think that's what most people are doing. Well, the, the adverse of that or the, you know, the antithesis of that is how we define sin. So I heard something the other day and I really liked the way it was said. Um, and it might've been Jordan Peterson talking about it. The word sin, um, 
we in our culture have made that a really, really ugly, bad thing. Like people hear that and they're like, well, you know, they get all riled up. But I want to be super clear. We're not saying, you know, that we're holier than thou and you shouldn't be watching TV and you shouldn't have friends who aren't Christians and you shouldn't. No, I think the word sin has to do with archery and it has to do with missing the mark. Right. And the mark being perfection, mm-hmm. right? And right. so every like everything we do is missing the mark. And so right. when you talk about like we're trying to right now we're seeing how far away from the mark we can get. Right. Like if the mark is perfection, missing the mark is sin. And we're seeing how far away from that sinner mark of perfection we can get right. without Losing our salvation or how far away from God can we get and still come back and be like, oh, my, oh I'm so sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. And I think it's not us individually. I think it's culture as a whole. Like mm-hmm. you said with the deer, as generations pass, generations mm-hmm. pass, and we're just decent. Like I'm desensitized on – I've seen, you know – my brain is already seen way more than your generation. Right. And your brain is seen way more than the generation before. They were talking about young kids today. Right. Young kids today have seen more naked, young boys have seen mm-hmm. more naked women than their uh, like three or four grandfathers put together. Right. Exactly. Like they've yeah. just seen more nudity because it's right. so readily available. Well, that's the issue too with sin is that if the consequences were instant, it would be a different story, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately we can hide sin a long time until it finally comes out. It always comes out. It eventually is, is, uh, overshadowed by the, the light mm-hmm. and, uh, you have to come out of that darkness, but the consequences, um, I've always said this, man, you can, you can, you can choose not to sin, but you can't choose the consequences. Yeah. And, yeah. You've said that a couple of times. And I, I think that's where, you know, that's learning to have a relationship with Jesus. That's learning to know the Bible. That's learning to have the the word imparted into your heart so that you will not sin against God. And, you know, when you learn to do that, then you can learn to, to walk away from those temptations. And TV is, to be honest, it's a huge temptation. I know it is for me in my life. Like, yeah. there's nothing better than me to sit down for Super. two hours and just go into la-la land. Like, I go into that nothing box that I have, you know, and just watch it. You know, just a, <laughs> yeah. my wife, she could be talking to me a you know, about the world's greatest stuff going on or the million dollars that somebody just laid up on our doorstep. And, um, I'm missing it because I'm stuck in that nothing box, but that's what TV, that's what music does. And unfortunately, you know, the Super Bowl's getting out of hand. Commercials are getting out of hand and it's, it's not even fun to watch anymore. We started, you know, maybe we can add some context for those of you, you know, we're talking about some of these things and you didn't, necessarily see him i want to show uh, i pulled up some pictures from the grammys this is sam smith and i hate sounding like you know because i grew up listening to individuals like this and i'm like you know old old head mm. old man i got gray in my beard my mustache now and it's, it's like, like oh, crotchety old man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it used to be right. so you know we're going to share a couple of overlays and you tell me if this is maybe a little bit too much for family friendly um this picture right here is uh from the grammys and uh it's sam smith here's another one from the grammys same uh same performance and man it, it's really hard to watch this type of 
something going on right and say you know there's nothing nothing weird here to see mm-hmm. this is all normal and this is just entertainment right and this isn't some type of Overt satanic ritual to brainwash your children. Right, right. <laughs> like, it just seems crazy to me that we've gotten that far. And the the hard part about this was being mm-hmm. an artist and being, you know, being a musician who, if you guys have ever listened to my music, it's not worship music. Right. It definitely has some seeds of Christ, but I get turned away from churches all the time mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the worship box, right? right. And um, I shared with... Uh, Jody, my frustration in booking my tour this year, man, a lot of churches have told me no. Mm-hmm. And then the the offset to that is I'm watching the Grammys and I'm like, dude, so, like no one said anything. And right. I look at the list of worship leaders and Christian artists who were there in the crowd and just the overwhelming silence from them. From them, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, hey, those those musicians, if they called your church and said, let's go, and I, I'm not gonna, you know, badger them you made a really good point about different fights. And I think mm-hmm. that's a good segue into, into some grace there for the, right. you know, Christian musicians who were there and didn't yeah. say anything, but I, it's tough for me to understand right. how as a Christian community, we're not just outraged we're, by it. Right. Two, we're not that we're outraged. And, and one that we, I think we continue to eat our own, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to, to stuff like that. Um, one of the things that, you know, when I think about some of the Christian artists that were at the Grammys is, um, you know, all throughout the Bible, we see people with specific callings, okay? Like, whether they were a prophet or whether they were, you know, Paul who was going around planting churches or maybe they were Peter just, you know, maintaining the church of Jerusalem or, you know, just the disciples uh, um, throughout the, all the churches uh, during the New Testament. You know, everyone had a specific call and you know, sometimes I think with these artists that we, we put them so, on such a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, they're singing Christian songs. Well, they probably, then they, they've got to be evangelizing. They've yeah. got to be making disciples. They've got to be preaching the they word of preachers. God. They, yeah, exactly. And um, some of them are. Some of them are. Some yeah. of them really are. And some of them aren't. You know, they have been given a gift to be able to sing music and to maybe even write music mm-hmm. that is um, potentially honoring God. But they weren't necessarily given the gift to combat false teachings or to go out and uh, to, uh, you know, be the first to slam Sam Smith right after, you know, he he got up there and talked and here you are grabbing your Grammy. Um, You know, it, it it would be hard to be in that kind of position. And I feel sorry for them because if you're not called for that, it's it's no different than, you know, as a pastor, I'm called to preach. I also just happen to be um, an evangelist and a disciple maker. You know, those those two things. I'm not mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a, um, uh, you know, I'm not a theologian by any means. So, I, you know, I'll never go into a, a school, uh, a university and teach. You know, that's yeah. just that's just not me. But I will like to, I do like to preach. I do like to evangelize. I do like to make disciples. But even looking at my own church. Um, in the churches that I've preached in over the years, uh, there are different different gifts for everybody. You know, some of them are um, they're servants. They're all only going to serve, and so um, they're not going to get out and preach on the street corners. They're not going to get out and evangelize. Now, granted, we're all called to do those things. Don't get me wrong. We're we're we're. It's one of those things you have to grow into. You have to mm-hmm. learn to, to disciple. You have to learn to want to share the gospel. And those two things go hand in hand. And, again, 
I, I would, I would hope in that if I, I, I never will be, but if I were to ever stand on the Grammy stage, mm-hmm. you know, and I had just seen something like Sam Smith, um, that I would, you know, either share the gospel or tell the guy that I love him and yeah. then share Jesus with him or, you know, do something that, you know, actually showed that I love God. And I got, I've got a story of the, about that just this week. So in my church, I've been trying to really, focus on um, my congregation learning the gospel, that they know that they can share the gospel, that they know how to share the gospel, that they're out there actually, you know, teaching people and preaching uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so when uh, I'm in seminary right now and I just went to school, uh, I just had my last class and I'm getting ready to graduate in May. Nice. Uh, thank God. And uh, I call it a cemetery because it's going to kill me. But um, I had a class and there's this kid in my class. And I say a kid because I'm 53 and everybody else is he's like. He's my age. Yeah, he's, no, he's younger than he's that. He's young. like 20, 25 years old. And um, uh, he started given his oral speech we had our, our we had an oral speech to give in our last um our last final and so um he gave it on uh the difference between uh, islam and christianity and come to find out he was he's a he was a muslim and um uh, he's still practicing islam in a christian uh seminary mm-hmm. which kind of floored me and after he got through doing his speech, um, I had not caught on to this in the, the weeks that I've had him in my class. And uh, after he got done, I said, I asked him, I said, are you, are you Islam, Islamic? And I said, are you still practicing and reading from the Quran? And, you know, he always said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, well, how are you in a Christian school? And he's like, oh, you know, we believe in Jesus. He's a great prophet and a great teacher and all of this. And like literally the white of my face, like I'm white anyway because I haven't had any sun all winter long, but it just went. I went ghost white. I just I was like, oh my gosh! And I, the professor, he just kind of lost words. He he started stumbling on what he was gonna say, and I could just see because I'm doing Zoom classes, and I could just see some of the students <laughs> swarming in there. You know, they were all squirming in their seats, and um, the professor was like, okay, um, how about any other questions for so and so? And I was like. Hold on. How about we? How about we address the elephant in the room? Well, so he can't be a prophet. I, he's a liar if he's not God. I, so I, I stopped and I said I would be remiss if I did not say this. Wow. And I even I, I told the young man I called him out by his name. And I said I want you to know that I love you, and I'm going to tell you this because I believe this is the gospel truth that Jesus loves you and that he wasn't just a prophet, that he was the son of God, that he was fully man, that he was fully God, and that he came, he died for your sins. Um, He rose, or he was buried, he rose three days later, and he's coming back for you. Um, When he does come back for you, you won't have 72 virgins. Uh, You're not going to, you don't have to do any more than believe by faith to uh, be saved by him. You don't have to do all the works of the Quran and live this this life that they call you to be. And I'm I went on for like two or three minutes, 
And uh, and then you finished up I, with Muhammad's wife was thirteen. Yeah, He's I, all what? I, I <laughs> Wait, almost, what? I almost, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to berate. Yeah, you him. don't want to offend, right? Yeah. I, well, it wasn't that I. I wasn't worried about offending him, but I didn't want to push him um, out of the conversation. Yeah, because that's the opposite wanted, of love, right? Exactly. I wanted him to know that I truly loved him and that I wanted him to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the only gospel that he hears, then you know, I, I've done what I've. I've done it. I say all that to say is that um, that's my calling. Mm-hmm. But I could see that sitting there, that there were other people who were Christians that were yeah. not necessarily called for that moment. And, yeah. and I look at these, I look at these artists, and I think that. Well, I would say this: they're maybe not called for that moment, but they're still called in that space. Yes, yes I do are. feel that we're all called, and we've talked about this. Not. Not totally. Yeah, a little bit in depth. Right. You know, I'm, I lean a little more Calvinistic than you do. Right. So I think it's, you know, not vapious or not pointless, but, you know. Right. God, the Holy Spirit's going to do the saving. I get to help, but well, I'm no, gonna, but that's yeah, how I believe. God calls. Yeah. God calls him, but there's still, you know, um, his love is unconditional, but his salvation is conditional. We have to accept it by faith. So he gives us the faith. Um, and then we have the choice whether or not to follow him or not. Yeah. And, I'm, and I think that's where, uh, that's where a lot of times we mess it up. Well, I, I only brought up that inkling towards Calvinism to say that I always provide grace in the people who don't feel like, hey, it's not the time for me to stand up. Right. You know, it's, not the t- it's not my place to stand up and say X, Y, Z. But I do think that it's really, really good for us to do so 100 like you're yes. you're called to do that but you weren't always no great at that right. you had to step into it repeatedly to where you feel comfortable and confident in how to approach it right. you know i am a jokester at heart and i wouldn't have got through that without cracking a couple jokes right. to ease the tension <laughs> right, a exactly. bit, right? Yeah. Just, it won't happen right. I'm, I'm working on it but yeah. i just i lean into that well. but someone who's called and or has that gift like mm-hmm. you to say hey man i, I am going to be remiss if i don't right. say this i'm going to struggle at night tonight like if the professor's not called to mm-hmm. it shoot i gotta say something because there's a gross misunderstanding of the gospel that you're in seminary and you don't know the truth about this and what and what's going on and and maybe there's some of that with you know the when we're talking about the grammys mm-hmm. you know a lot of christians probably saw that and said ah, it's just his crazy art right it's just his crazy art oh well no no well, that it's, was a no ritual. it's not that yeah. was a ritual that was no, a demonic ritual yeah yes 100 percent I, I don't disagree. Um, I, I feel sorry for some of those guys who are, you know, some of those Christian artists that just happen to be at the Grammys. I mean, if you're going to the Grammys as a Christian artist, you you know you're going to see that kind of yeah. stuff. Guaranteed. So oh, for sure. you either be prepared or don't go. That was one yeah, of... that's that's where I would say. That was one of the most intense ones mm-hmm. that I think I've ever seen. And you can't be... Listen, I am... I go, man, you'll find me, and you know this about me, you'll find me in a cigar shop. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll find me somewhere sipping on some whiskey every once in a while. So I'm not some prude who, you know, is is saying that um, there's debauchery happening all around us, and we got to stay locked in our homes, and we can't do this, you know. Um, This just can't. There's (laughs) You can't see that picture that I just put up and tell yourself, that this is appropriate art and there's not something else going on. Oh, I'm just not, 
I'm just not buying it. Right. And I'm not a bigot for saying yeah. that. Put that picture back up. And you're not a prude for saying that. Right. Yeah, so this is Sam Smith um, at the Grammys. He is uh, basically doing a ceremony of demonic worship. And he, he's dressed like a devil, so... And he's queer as a three dollar bill. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense, you know. Right. And I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair to say, you know, that I'm not sure. Just as the world doesn't want their children sitting through sermons right. and at being indoctrinated, that's indoctrination. Right. Like that's what's happening. Um, the Super Bowl, right. you know, having having a a woman. Um, who I believe she's postpartum. She just had a child. Um, Either that or she was, I think she was pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Um, but grab herself. Right. Look at the camera and then, you know, smell herself right. for the camera. Right. That's, I mean, this is now a PG-13 show because I had to describe something that was on the Super Bowl. Right. Which is insane. Yeah, exactly. That our, our podcast just turned PG-13 <laughs> describing a public event that everybody saw right. on right. on like the whole world's watching. It's just, it, it's insane to me. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as Christians, the greatest thing that we can possibly do is to um, pray for them. You know, that's, uh, that's one thing that they can't defend. That's one thing that they're not going to argue over. They can't stop the arrows of our prayers going to their heart. You know, mm-hmm. we pray for Sam Smith. We pray for, uh, Rihanna, right? Rihanna, whatever her name is from the Super Bowl. We pray for those people who are uh, just living a, a life that is, you know, completely ungodly. And the Bible tells us that they don't know the truth. You know, yeah. they, they don't know the truth. And uh, it's our job to share that truth with them. And we've got to do a better job of that. So Christians, while, you, while we're talking about this, um, we're not just trying to slam them. We want to pray for them. We also want to pray for protection over the Christian artists that are put in situations that most of us will never be put in. We won't have to to deal with, you know, standing next to somebody who just did a ritual, uh, cultish ritual <laughs> thing, and then all of a sudden have to slam hey, him on stage. That's, you know? that's why I haven't been let into the music community <laughs> yeah. yet. Like, I'm trying to break through and putting out music. God's like, not this one. Yeah, right, exactly. he, he'll say too much. <laughs> But uh, it, it's sad. It's sad that we're having to to even talk about that kind of stuff. But be praying for them. Be praying for those that are in the midst of it. You know, I meant um, money's being thrown at them, fame's being yeah. thrown at them, acceptance is being thrown at them. Man, if you if you can do that crazy stuff and people still accept you, man, let me see how far I can go. You know, I'm gonna. I'm going to, you know, worship the devil here in national TV or worldwide TV. Let me see how far I could go. So next year, I guarantee it's going to be even worse. Oh, yeah. Things don't change. It's a progression. It's a progression for sure. And I think as, you know, as artists, as Christians, we've lost the arts. And I think that's part of, we were talking um, off camera before the show started. We don't really have a path for right. our artists in um, our Christian communities mm-hmm. to to grow and to get, man, like we said, getting my music out right. is a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend lots of dollars every single year to try to get things heard. And a lot of times you just feel unheard. You right. know, and, and churches say, you know what, we don't have... Uh, my favorite line this year for the, the booking of the show is, that doesn't fit our mission. 
Mm. Well, the tour is raising money to stop sex trafficking, so I'm not sure how that's not fitting your your mission. We need to talk about your mission and what that looks like. Um, but you know, unfortunately most churches right now are trying to survive, you know, I mean, they're, they're trying to figure out what, um, you know, culture's throwing at them. Um, many of the churches are allowing culture to actually come in to the church and it's, uh, it's becoming a problem and they're, they have no vision and they have no, they have no, you know, they just don't know what they're supposed to be doing or how they're supposed to be doing it. And so, uh, we'll be praying for you, dude. On that, um, I mean, I know it's not easy, and it's it's not uh, it's not a well. It's you know, exactly being in that music industry is tough anyway. And I think one of the biggest things that the Christians have to start stop doing is eating their own. You know, we want to we want to throw you out. You know, the, like the baby with the bathwater. You know, mm-hmm. we tend to tend to think of the wrong things instead of embracing what you have. Instead of embracing what uh, Christians are doing, we want to. Um, and there's a massive, massive critical spirit in the church. Yeah, that's a good segue into kind of the the flip side of this craziness that's mm-hmm. going on. We have um, we got some revival going on mm-hmm. around the country. Amen. And Amen. and I'm guilty. So just so we're clear, like I'm not sitting here saying I'm not guilty of throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. too. Like right. I'm the first one to be super critical. Like I wrote. We didn't mention any names of people who were there at the Grammys, but I'm like, dude, write these fools' names down. Like, how are they making money off Jesus' name and they won't say nothing? We're not going right. to mention their names. But I'm guilty of it too, right. you know. Um, but the the saving grace is God is sovereign. Um, mm-hmm. If my music is supposed to be heard, it'll be heard. Right. You know, uh, if if I'm – we just talked about how God here in Missouri, I've been here for five years. I didn't want to come here. Um, it was his, you know, it was his calling that brought me here and, um, he's provided for me here in ways that I didn't think right. that I would be provided for. Uh, I haven't paid, I've been here five years and I haven't paid more than two fifty a month for rent. Um, and so I can complain all day long about God not providing an avenue to sing. And he's right. like, bro, you're living for free. Shut up. Right. Uh, and so he's sovereign and, um, so I, I want to definitely make sure that I make that clear. But when we're talking about, you know, eating our own and the different revivals that are going on around the country, um, there's a university not too far from where we're at. It's Ashbury. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Asbury. Asbury. I knew yeah. I was going to say it wrong. Asbury University. It's in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And they've been wiling out for, it's been a good are going three on three weeks? Going on two or three weeks? Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think it's been two weeks. Yes, there. Uh, I got some uh, overlays here. Hold on. So this is one of the first pictures I think that came out from the revival, um, and it started just as a worship service, right? And it has turned into a nonstop worship service that's been going on for two weeks, um, and there's some beauty that's been coming out of it. Just the encouraging portion of hey this is happening and that's great for the country right. and then on the flip side of that is like we said we got people eating our own you know uh, everybody is a discerner of spirits mm-hmm. and they're saying whether it's good or whether it's bad and you know um we all have the tendency to do that because i think right. we've been hurt so bad by nonsense and stuff that's fake and we've seen too many you know uh, fake evangelists growing up and 
you know, plants in the crowd. And we've heard all these stories of pastors failing. So, right. so we're tarnished and we're hurt and, you know, we're cynics. We're cynics at heart. Right. I, th- I think a lot of times, too, is I heard this the other day, and I don't know who I heard it from, so uh, forgive me. It's it's not an original by any means, but cowards always want to see the hero fall. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what happens a lot of times with, you know, revivals is we don't believe that they're real because it's not happening here or it's it's um it looks fake or we, you know we we've we've got this desensitized heart that uh we we really don't understand exactly what a revival is or it it doesn't look like a move of god just mm-hmm. because we're not there and i think a lot of times we just you know um in our flesh we want to see things fail we want to see it look like uh it was you know, or act like it was a, a bad thing, and then when it does end up shutting down, we go like, "Oh ha! Look at that!" See, and I knew. Yeah, exactly. I knew that it wasn't real. And um, what would happen? Let me ask you this, and ask the audience this: What would happen if during this revival, if we all went to our own churches, our home churches, and started praying at the same time, mm. whether we think it's real or not? Yeah. Whether we think it's, you know, a, a, a fake revival. I meant, what would happen if true revival started in your heart? What would happen if if we all just opened up the church doors in your community and walked in and just started praying and we heard sermons that convicted because the power of the Holy Spirit was just falling up on that place and the next thing you know, here we are, we're repenting of our sins and we're getting close to God. Imagine what would that would be like instead of us having this critical spirit of saying, oh, that's not real or no, that's that's fake, that's not you know, I, I'm a, I'm almost tired of Facebook. Like I'm tired <laughs> of social media just blasting. You know, Christians especially blasting each other. Um, I've known three really good friends uh, that went to the to the revival, uh-huh. and men that I completely respect. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. You're telling yeah, me. Yeah, and completely respect both theologically and their walk as well. And they all, you know, uh, reported back that this this, this is real. Like, it is real, and, um, you know, unfortunately, our generation has never seen a revival. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we haven't seen one that's really taken place that, like, the, the great American revivals in the 1700s and the 1800s, like, we haven't seen those kind, and so we really don't know what a revival looks like. But I can tell you that um, the younger generation right now is looking for something. Uh, they have no clue what they're looking for, but mm-hmm. if we will just open up our eyes and our hearts, we we can give them what they're looking for, and that's Jesus. Yeah, we've got to be there and be ready. And I think that's what's happening at Asbury is the these kids are f- seeing God and they're hearing God and they're feeling God and the Spirit's falling upon them, and it's changing lives. What's interesting is I saw uh, I saw something. It's interesting that we have a tendency to insert ourselves mm-hmm. into into what's going on, and I'll use, um, I'll toss. This is my anti-authoritarian, anti, right, <laughs> anti-rules person coming out. I saw something that said the faculty was planning on shutting down to a day, for a day so they could organize and figure out how they wanted to approach it. Right, and I was like, "What? Right, <laughs> you yeah. guys not play baseball <laughs> ever? You don't stop you a rally? Stop right. Yeah, home run is the only thing that's going to kill a rally right now, dude. Keep base hits, base hits. What are you doing? Well, I think I mean, they stopped school this week. 
Oh, so, that's better. So they they actually canceled school this week is what I heard, and they're going to uh, allow it to keep going, which is really cool. Yeah, they shouldn't. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I grew up in churches where we planned revival. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, off off uh, before we started the show, I was joking about it. I grew up in a church. It was, oh, we got revival next Tuesday. And I was like, you can't, you can't right. plan for that. You can pray for that. You can hope God provides for that. Um, but you don't plan for things like this. They just organically happen. Right. And I think we have a tendency to step into them. Um, I usually, my, my rule of thumb is, uh, and you know this, this is me, a personal thing, a personal belief. If I see confusion, mm-hmm. if I see chaos, if I see no order, no unity, or lack of unity. Right. Um, there's a, a Bible verse that says the the Spirit of God is not the author of confusion. So that's when I start. If I start throwing stones at all, you know, right. it's going to be if there just becomes some chaos and confusion and no one really knows what's happening. But right now it seems very symbiotic. Right. You know, it seems very, if nothing else, positive well i i would highly suggest that we keep praying for it yeah you know like literally just keep praying that god keeps moving because what like what you said while ago the opposites of the grammy compared to asbury are are polar you know that's that's where but what we need to do is we need asbury to be the norm that needs to be the radical. That needs to be the, the life changing, the, the mimicking, the, you know, the, the following after instead of a, a, an idiot standing up there on stage in a devil's costume. What's crazy is you have individuals who are chastising both. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I want to be careful not to be right. that guy, right? Well, right. Look at this, you know, this happening over I, here, and these guys don't right. have it ready. If everyone would just listen to me. And then we end up not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. the problem is that we would rather sit and criticize than actually do something. That's why I, yeah. I'm like, Start if, your you're, own if you're listening to this and you're at earshot of a church, go to that church. Yeah. Go and sit in that church and start praying. That's how revival starts. That is how revival starts. When the church will get up and get get in the church, get off their knees, get together corporately and start praying, God will come in and show up and show off every single well, time. Well, that was the interesting thing of how this started. This was just a worship night. Mm-hmm. And then after the worship night, people lingered like they do. Mm-hmm. And while they were lingering, someone started playing. Or right. didn't stop playing. Right. You know, there's some speculation here. Right. I don't know the exact story. But then it just continued. Right. And so this organic thing just kind of happened again. You're not planning for it. And if you're if you're against it or if you're for it, both require you to pray. Right. If you think, you know, if you're sitting there, you're listening to this, this beanie wearing dummy don't know what he's talking about, then pray. Right. Then pray for God's will to be to happen in that spot. And, um, man, you know, God prevails through all of it. He's sovereign, whether it's of God or not of God, he's still sovereign and it still needs prayer. Just like the Grammys need prayer. So whether it's good, whether it's bad, both places need prayer. And if we approach the things like that, more things like the college revival would be happening all over the right. country because we wouldn't be approaching it from uh, the typical Fergoza method of this isn't correct. Right. <laughs> Jump right to chastising. Yeah. Well, I, I believe in my opinion that we have a critical spirit within the church. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, th- yeah. I think that's that's one of the issues that will keep revival from happening. Um, it'll also keep uh, repentance from happening. You know, in revival, repentance happens. Mm-hmm. And with a critical spirit, all you're doing is trying to look at the faults or the issues or the uh, the fakeness or whatever yeah. of something else instead of, you know, taking the proverbial mirror and putting it back to yourself and say, okay, yeah. what do I need to work on? Where's where's the issue with me right now? Where's my spirit? How is my spirit doing? Mm-hmm. Am I... Do I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? Yeah. If I don't, then I probably have a critical spirit, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. And this is what's happening within the world today is that, you know, the, the, we're, we're, we're trying to, to, you know, God can do a revival any way that he wants. Mm-hmm. It could be through music. It could be through the, the, the preaching of the word. It could be through reading of the word. It could be through... You know, just getting on your face and crying out to God, he's a revival can using, happen. Yeah, he's currently using old school hymns, which I protest. Right, he shouldn't be using <laughs> yeah, those because they right. they rub me the wrong right. way, right? And it's uh, it's one of those things that we have to uh, get to a place to where we we stop being critical uh, and complaining. Um, you know, Galatians talks about. Um, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Uh, because we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, and our neighbor doesn't necessarily have to be to the left or right of us in our home. Our neighbor is anyone that we show mercy on, yeah, and we've got to we've got to be very careful with that type of critical spirit. And um, the, the critical spirit will quench the Holy Spirit faster than anything, mm-hmm. I believe. I mean, I, and I yeah. think this is where a lot a lot of people are right now um, in in judging and, and unrighteously judging others for things that they don't, that they're not comfortable with or that they're scared of. Um, and it, and sometimes it's not a discerning spirit. It's a critical spirit, but we, we guys, we, we mask it as a discerning spirit. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm discerning that this isn't a real mm-hmm. revival, but you haven't been there. And all you're doing is taking commentary off of Facebook, and um, you haven't walked into your own church to pray. Yeah, and biblically speaking, just so we're clear, not everybody has a spirit of discernment, even though we all think we do. The spirit is the giver of the gifts, and he chooses on who to give the gifts to, and not everybody can be a hand. So you might be sitting there thinking you got the spirit of discernment, uh, but you might just be a little too opinionated. Um, That's probably me. You know, I'm talking. I'm preaching the choir right right now. Well, Uh, I think we've all done it. I'm, I'm not saying any of us are perfect with that, but I think the issue right now is that. More than ever, in my opinion, more than ever in history do we need to band together under the unity of Christ, period. If yeah. the church would do that, if we would just get away, if we would let the main thing be the main thing, and that is Jesus Christ in the center of all of this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's focus on him. Um, he is the one that is gave us the church. He's the one that's coming back for the church. Uh, he is the one who died for our sins, and we need to make sure that we live in a way that we honor and uh, obey him and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to live within us. But that, that, because that breaks the divide between us and God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is that connector that allows us that relationship with God, and we've got to do a better job of that. It's interesting that you met, you know, or that you 
said that we should come together. And I've heard you say this before. Maybe I've said this and you maybe quantify it in a different way. But there's there's closed-handed issues and there's open-handed mm-hmm. issues when it comes to following Christ. Right. And so, you know, like the Muslim gentleman you were talking about. Right. Jesus is a prophet. Well, that's a closed-handed issue. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think he's a prophet and you don't believe he's the son of God— and we can't we worship. An we, yeah, we right, can't exactly. worship together. Right. But if we're talking about you know uh, intinction opposed to you know just eating and drinking right. communion, that's an open handed issue. A, right. Like we should still be able to worship able together. One hundred percent. You know, um, and I think that sometimes we get really caught up on open handed issues, right? Instead of focusing on a unity of Christ. Yes, we can worship together. Um, we yeah, there really needs to be a better understanding. Majority of the reason we don't worship together is preference. Yeah, and it's not it's mm-hmm. not doctrinal issues in most cases. You know, for for a lot of the the, and, and I, don't get me wrong, I think doctrinal issues are huge. I mean, we we have to live by those doctrinal issues. But you, if you forget who Jesus is, if Jesus isn't the center of of all your questions and debates and um, and 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 visions for the church, then you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is one issue that we can't necessarily um, worship together with. You know, you're exactly yeah. right. I mean, if you don't believe in Jesus, then we've got issues. Let me share the gospel with it. Let me teach you what the gospel is, and then kind of go from there. Uh, but Jesus always has to be the center of those. Yeah, and we're not saying not to be critical of your faith and dig mm, you should be 100%. digging you should be studying yes. you should you should get very very serious about your theology and be able to dive deep into your theology of what you believe why you believe it what scriptures back that up right you know and why you know why you think maybe the the open-handed issue the other side of hey you know what yeah, i know you believe this uh, a great one's baptism you know right when are you baptized? How are you baptized? Like those are things that we definitely should be able to talk about and dive deep into. Right. But it shouldn't stop me from not, not worshiping with someone because they believe that you should be baptized as a baby and not, you know, mid teen or fully submerged Mm -hmm. or sprinkled like those things, man, we believe that Christ was the son of God and right. he is king. Let's start there and yeah. then move forward, maybe. A hundred percent, yeah. I, but I think this critical spirit is just, it's overtaking the world right now, especially since all the negativity. And I'll go back as far as 2016, you know, when the elections happened back mm-hmm. then. And, um, you know, you had Hillary and Trump and Obama just coming out. And then you got Trump and Biden. Like, just the world is such a critical place. You know, you had covid uh, you've got social media, you've got all of this stuff. And I'll give you a perfect example of a critical spirit. Um, people are throwing a fit about the chosen, you know, about, oh, yeah, you we know just about that. a lot of, lot of little mm-hmm. things, whether it's produced by a Mormon or, you know, on the it's Mormon, on Mormon can, it's on Mormon land or something like that. And uh, not one thing have I seen from the, the show. And granted, it's not the gospels. It's not yeah. the scripture. It's not that you're going to live by that. I haven't seen anything, one iota of anything about Mormonism. I only have two criticisms from, and I'm going to have some because it's okay. me. One, I wasn't 
cast. You cast. And I auditioned. Yeah, exactly. That's my first one. All right. right. The second one. You'd have been was, perfect. They needed short Jewish yeah. people. I mean, you'd have been perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Ah, where were you on that one? You blew it. Uh, the second one was the only thing I ever heard from that show that I wasn't quite, and it was pretty close, uh, when the Pharisees were questioning about the law, the character mm. says, I am the law. Right. Instead of, I didn't come to break the law, I came to fulfill the law. Right. Um, but it's been a great show. Right. They did it, a, a super cool job with it. But the same people that have a critical spirit about that can't wait for John Wick 4 to come out. First off, I can't wait for John Wick, and I'd love to be cast in that as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. we're going to sit and blast, you know, uh, a, a relatively, I'll say a relatively godly. I mean, again, it's just a TV show mm-hmm. about, you know, the life of Jesus, and yeah. it's done in a parable type way. If nothing else, it's not, it, you know, the Grammy I, right, exactly. show, it's not right? The, yeah, it's not, it's not that. But those same people still have a subscription to Disney, uh, oh, still yeah. have a subscription to Netflix. And, you know, that that's my that's my point. Like, and that's not to say you can't have a subscription to Disney or Netflix and be a Christian. What that's saying is maybe. You, yeah, you need to be watching what you're watching is yeah. my point. Like, don't. Don't uh, again. I, I think the critical spirit is making us miss the point mm-hmm. because what we want to do is we want to go after our own, but we don't want to go after Netflix, who yeah. has a whole lesbian channel or a homosexual channel or LGBTQ well, channel or whatever. That, you know, regardless of what you believe with LGBTQ, they had a show called I think it was Cuties or something. Oh, with the little kids, with yeah. the kids, yeah, who, exactly. Like that yeah. is not. I mean, I don't but, care so who you are. Where's that's the not critical? Okay. Where? Why are we not criticizing that? Yeah. Why are we not out on the mountaintop shouting that? Mm-hmm. You know, Disney with all their woke things that they're trying to do as well. Um, you know, just about every Marvel movie that's come out in the last five years has been, you know, had some kind of woke something or another uh, about it. And so, my point is again. Um, as Christians, we are to be discerners of righteousness and holiness. Mm-hmm. But when you start doing that, again, when you're pointing the finger, you better realize you got three other fingers pointing yeah. back at you. So we need to really do a, a, an internal self-evaluation uh, of ourselves to make sure that when we do start standing out and standing up for the Word of God, that we're doing it in a holy and righteous way and not in a critical and hypocritical way. So here's a question that that's stemming from that, you know, that critical spirit that mm-hmm. clearly um, I've been guilty of and, and have. Um, do you, where is that coming from? How come... I would say the majority of Christians, and this is where Christians get a bad rep, we're the hypocrites, mm-hmm. right? We are, right. you know, we are the judges. We are the people who throw the stones and point the fingers. And, and where right. does that come from within us? Like, why is there such a tendency? And I have my own thoughts and theories on it, but I'm curious to see like where where is because it's it's attached mm-hmm. to all of us. I mean, even in our conversations off air, it's attached to you. It's attached right. to me. Our first inclination is to look and judge. Um, I, judging uh, allows another person. So if I'm judging you, I mm-hmm. feel better about myself. Yeah, um, especially if I'm not walking in righteousness and holiness. Uh-huh. If I'm living in sin, 
Um, if I have a sin that's in my life and all of a sudden I can pick on you about your sin, oh man, it makes my sin feel so much better because that's now I can look down on you mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't make me feel as bad. And we know we all have sin, so that applies to everybody. A hundred percent, yeah. But here's the deal with Christians who are walking in holy and righteousness. Uh, the sin that we have in our lives or the sin that happens to be in my life is not a continual sin. It's mm-hmm. what I would call an oops sin. Mm-hmm. Um Living in continual sin will take you to the depths that you don't necessarily want to go. And that could be with anything. That could be pornography or fornication or adultery or addictions or, uh, man, just anger, outburst of anger. You know, you could just have these immoralities and these angers and these, these worries and these fears and these doubts. Because, again, anytime you have any of those, you don't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, yeah. faithfulness, and self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. If you're walking in holiness, if you're walking in righteousness, if you're living a godly life, if you're reading your Bible, if you're sharing the gospel, if you're making disciples, and again, this all sounds daunting, but it becomes a part of your life, and it becomes relatively easy. Living in the Spirit, living in the fruit of the Spirit, is so much more simple. Well, it's interesting that you brought up like perpetual sin, even as Christians. What happens is... um, if you linger too long in those, you start mm-hmm. losing parts of yourself and you have to spiritually fight for them back. Right. Like you have to earn, not earn them back. That's a horrible word, but you have to fight for them back. Right. Like there's a there's spiritual warfare that's happening. If you don't believe in, you know, spiritual warfare, you know, <laughs> pick 100%. up the Bible and, and maybe read some books on it. Right. I think uh, John Eldridge is one of my favorite authors in his book waking the dead really changed my perception on that. Right. And I've told this story before. It's a, uh, I think it's from Daniel. Um, there's an angel trying to bring a message. I think to Daniel interpret a dream mm-hmm. um, for, it might've been for Nebuchadnezzar. I'm not sure who it was for, but he's praying. Michael, the archangel. Well, the, the angel that showed up are not, yeah, exactly. had to call yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah. So he right. shows up and this angel shows up after a couple of weeks and he's like panting. I'm sorry. I tried to get to you sooner, but I was involved in hand to cam combat with the combat with a demon and I couldn't get you. I had to call on Michael, the archangel to come occupy right. that demon so I could come bring you this message. And uh, it's one of my favorite stories because whether you believe it's an actual story or it's anecdotal um, or it's a, a parable for us to learn from that is very, very real in how a lot of this stuff operates. And so I I asked that weighted question a little bit to bring up this point. And I know this is why I'm critical. I am critical towards other Christian movements, other Christian bodies, other Christian entities, because I was wounded by Christian entities growing up that were not preaching the gospel but we're preaching, do it and I'll spank you. Right. That were very, um, basically a pharmaceutical prescription right. for the gospel. Like, this is how you find God, read your Bible, go to church, do this, don't sin. If you sin, you're going to hell. Right. Um, that type of gospel, which is not, you know, in my opinion, the gospel. And I think those, those church wounds from Western Christianity just perpetuate throughout all denominations. Yeah, within the evangelical yeah. world. And I I know for me personally, I have to catch myself and be very, very careful because my first inclination when I see a revival mm-hmm. is 
I'm waiting for the trip. You know, like right. two days in, I'm like, all right, when's the nonsense going to come out? Right, you know, exactly. the eye roll and all right. the above. But the your approach should be the approach. Mm-hmm. Pray. Right. Your approach should be pray for them, regardless of if you think it's good or bad. Right. They need prayer. Ideally, we talk about revival all the time. We mm-hmm. want revival. You know, <laughs> in the churches, like we want revival, but then all of a sudden what happens? Everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, arms that, crossed. Yeah, exactly. That ain't real. Right. That ain't real. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what drives me crazy about Christians is that, you know, we talk about holiness and righteousness and we want to judge others for their sins, but we don't want to get the sins out of our own life. You know, one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. I have the power to walk away from the sin that's in my life or the temptation, hopefully, before it becomes a sin in my life because of my Mm self-control, because of my self-control. If I learn that and I live in that and I grow in that, it's easier for me to come along somebody and love them even in their sin and not judge them. I, As a brother in Christ, I am to judge you. When you, when I see something in your life that says I, I'm a hypocrite, yeah, or I'm living in a way that you know is not what I know the Bible to say, as your brother in Christ, I am to come to you and and judge you on that, and that's in the, First Corinthians. I was going to say the verses in uh, First don't Corinthians you know that you are to judge angels. Ju- well, you to judge? You not judge amongst yourselves. Yeah, judge yourselves, and then um, and who are you to do to judge outsiders? Meaning that. Yeah. I'm not to judge, you know, a Sam Smith, for an example. He doesn't know Christ. Doesn't know any better. He, he's, he's lost as an Easter egg, yeah. and he has no clue. And <laughs> Hold on, I never heard that. <laughs> you never heard that? Never heard. He lost as an lost Easter egg. Lost as an Easter egg. And, um, oh, no. I'm uh, not making fun of you, Sam. You know, You'll we, never see this. But yeah, We need to pray for him, yeah. you know, and not, and not judge him because – only you know thank god he god is the only one who who judges for salvation yeah you and i can't do that you and i should not do that but i can i can judge you based on your fruits i mm-hmm. can judge you based on your lack of fruits i can judge you based on what the word of god says as a brother uh, to correct you, because if I help you in one sin, I've mm-hmm. covered a multitude of other sins by keeping you out of that sin yeah. because what sin does unfortunately is Take for this, you know, for guys, you know, mostly guys listen on here, the the sin of, of lust, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Jesus tells us that even if we lust after a woman, that's not our wife, um, yeah. uh, we've committed adultery in our heart. What typically happens with men is that lust, if not um, uh, captured, if not um, put aside, if we don't walk away, it the next thing will become it will become an affair, mm-hmm. and when that affair doesn't become what we want it to, to become another affair, and yeah. then potentially the, the the lust, and then the pornography, and then the affair, and if the the affair didn't work out, I go back to the pornography, and the pornography finally wears out, and the next thing you know, they're doing something worse, yeah. uh, all the way to the point where you know they're in pedophilia. Like mm-hmm. literally, that's where that that kind of stuff that takes progression. You. That progression, and un- it's like you know that's, having a drink as an alcoholic. That, that's interesting because um, in a lot of the work that I do with Agape International, mm-hmm. they talk about the the men that they 100%. find, and they ask them yeah. poignantly, "How did you end up here?" Mm-hmm. And that's the progression. that's a progression. They say it started with a you know so a I little do- porn. It started with this, and then it just kept going right. on into this more weirder and weirder it and is. weirder spot to where it was like, well, 
I'm going to try this. That sounds exciting. And so, so this is a, a perfect back way to where we started with the mm-hmm. Grammys. We become desensitized to those little things. Just mm-hmm. that little, that little show. It's just a show. It's not harming anybody. Well, the next thing you know, your mind starts wondering. Uh, you allow thoughts to come in that aren't yours, and they're Satan's, and they're not God's, because you just watch a satanic ritual, and these little things start happening in your life. Um, and the next thing you know, you're in sin that you can't get out of mm-hmm. because you don't have the self-control any longer. I did, I have dealt prior to uh, COVID. I used to uh, know a bunch of guys that actually they do training up in Montana and they, it's military training. Mm-hmm. So they'll bring Christian men who have been, uh, you know, they're veterans and whatever, and they will train them how to go to third world countries to stop these sex trafficking. Oh, rates. that's dope. And so they actually partner with the government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a task force that is uh, multinational. Uh, they go into these third world countries and they act like rich American men trying to buy children. Gnarly. Well, there, there's two two things that they're doing. One, they're trying to bust the ring, yeah. you know, whoever's the ring, and, and save the women. But they're also busting the men that are going down there with them to buy these women, yeah. whether it's in, 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 in Cambodia or Thailand yeah. or South America or wherever. And every single time that they bust these men, it's the exact same thing. How did you get here? Well, it started with pornography. Yeah. Uh, then it started with a prostitute, and then it started with you know these fetishes, and the next thing you know, they're buying little thirteen-year-old girls and boys uh, down in a third-world country. Yeah, it's that, pretty. That's it's what a pretty crazy Sam. progression. Um, before we, I know we talked about doing a shorter show today, and we're <laughs> we're uh, we're rolling through it pretty quickly. But I want to be, uh, I, I want to make some things clear, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're on the same page with this. When we talk about judging other Christians. Um, I don't want that to be permission to jump and say, "Oh, see, Amen. we can, yeah. we can judge, right. we can judge that community up there that's having a revival." The reason it's saying "judge amongst yourselves" in that letter from Paul is very specific to mm-hmm. the church of Corinthians. He's saying "judge amongst yourselves," meaning right. within your community, within your body. There's, and I, uh, I use this with my close friends. Uh, I have a very close knit group of right. friends. Um, and those who have allowed me to speak into their lives, I've allowed to speak into my life. Those are the individuals that I want checking right, me. Exactly. And those are the individuals that I want yes. giving me pause and telling me to quit being so hard on myself when maybe I'm getting a, a right. little too, uh, you know, pharmaceutical or, or maybe a little too legalistic. They're like, you know what, man? I think you need to provide some grace for yourself. Right. I think you're actually leaning into some legalism here. And those individuals that are speaking into my life, they can because they know right. me. Exactly. They know yes. me really, really well. So if you're at that college and you feel you want to speak into that thing that's happening or there's something happening at your church and maybe you feel something, you know, a, a pro or a con, like mm. talk to your pastor, say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling about right. this because this is my community. Right. I want to speak into it. This is how, you know, my, my gift of discernment right. is, uh, my spidey senses are going off. What's going on here. Explain it to me. Show right. me scripture of how we're doing this, why we're doing this and make me feel good about it. Cause this is happening in my community and, and judging isn't walking up to somebody and going, why are you sinning? Yeah. Like no judging is like, you're walking up to another brother and saying, I, I see you struggling. Yeah. You know, how can I help you? Oh man, I'm struggling with pornography. Okay. Let me, 
let me show you some things that help me get out of it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm confronting you, but I'm not judging you as in now I'm better biblically. I come to you first. Yeah. If you say, screw you, I'm going to keep watching pornography. Then yeah. This is the lifestyle and, I choose. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. This is the lifestyle I choose. Well, then me and another brother are going to come up with you and, and do the same thing. We're going to try to confront you. Yeah. And if you are, happen to be in my church and you say, you know, this is still the lifestyle I'm going to choose, I'm going to bring you in front of the church. Yeah. Uh, biblically speaking, that's how you judge. And, and what's and, crazy about that is it, that is the most loving way to do it. It's like, hey, secretly right i see this going on right what's going like what's happening what do you need right. how can i help because i've, right. I've dealt with it or yeah. i have other stuff going on too yes. and then if that doesn't work you know not if you can't stop right. like hey maybe you know we just keep working on it together but if you if you're affirming and saying whatever you're doing maybe you're just right. being awful to your wife right exactly you know right and it's like hey man you maybe shouldn't talk to her like that or right. you know maybe hold her hand a little bit and maybe right, don't hit exactly. her i don't know think about that exactly um, but that's a great way to approach judging and you should never you should never tell someone how to live unless you're willing to hold their hand and walk 100 percent through yes. it with them yeah that's the worst thing that you can possibly do is just walk up somebody tell them they're sinning and walk away you've got to walk through the muck and the mire that's the thing about ministry ministry which is, we did to sam right when we started sorry right, sam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we we just He's a celebrity yeah, comes with the territory. we're judging tv not necessarily <laughs> him god will take care of him but um you know i i think that's where a lot of times Christians do go wrong is that they and it's the same thing with evangelism you know we evangelize to share the good news and what we want to do in that process is take them through the discipleship um, process we want to make sure that they understand what that looks like and how that is and um, we've got to do a better job of that as well so I think we'd beat a dead horse on that Uh, but guys yeah uh, we just want you to know that um, man, we need to focus on Jesus Uh, we need to focus on his love in our own lives and so that we can learn to love God and learn to love others. Because the more that we love others, uh, the more that we're going to show our Christ likeness. And that's everyone. Uh, that's even a Sam Smith. That's a, uh, even a Rihanna. That's even, you know, the, the creeps that are all over TV right now, you know, propagating the devil. We love them. We don't condone what they do. Uh, we don't accept what they do. And we're going to stand against what they do. But we pray for them and we love them. Um, even even though they're unlovable, uh, and that's the true nature of Jesus Christ. Um, and if they see us loving each other, now again, go back to the point of stop eating our own, and let's make sure that we come alongside of each other and that we encourage each other and that we love each other, uh, I think the world would see Christianity uh, completely different. So, now we got some big news coming up March 31st. Yes, yeah, talk got about it. Massive conference coming up. Uh, the Man Up God's Way National Conference. It's Ignite the Fight, Restoring Biblical Masculinity. And guys, this is going to be a great conference. It is in Bourbon, Missouri. It's just about an hour and a half outside of St. Louis, west of St. Louis, out on 44, Highway 44. It's at Camp Mahaska, a really, really nice camp. Uh, we've had our national conference there since 2016 and uh, every year. And we want to invite you guys to come. It's $175. It's for all weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All your food is included. Your room is included. I have the fastest pastor, Don Workstrom, coming in. 
Um, he's a great guy. He's actually going to be, I think he's going to bring his race car. This guy has raced up Pice Peak three times. He's crashed twice. <laughs> uh, crazy dude. I can't wait to, to hug his neck. I've had him on the podcast. He's going to be speaking at the event. I will be speaking at the event. We've got Steven Snook, who 19 years in a federal prison, uh, for running drugs and, uh, just acting a fool for 19 years, got out less than a year ago is on fire for Jesus. Souls are being saved. And this guy is going to come and preach God's word at this conference as well. Um, we got Fregosa. Yeah. Mr. Fregosa going to be doing guys the, coming with Going to be doing the music, uh, the worship for us that weekend. Uh, we've got a cornhole tournament. And uh, just so you know, guys, it is. Cheater. Uh, I know You're I'm the cheater. champ. I have not <laughs> lost yet, just so you guys know. So if anybody out there wants to challenge me, uh, just put your money where your mouth is, just so you know. And, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So I went last year, and last year was, that's actually how we. That's, that's how, how we, we met. met. Yeah, yeah, that's how we met. Uh, me doing your camp for the first time, doing some music. Yep. Um, and God, God spoke to both of us that weekend, and uh, we planned a ministry together. Yeah, heck so, yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the price for what you're getting yeah. at that spot, the food's great, the yeah. camp's nice. Um, you know, it's, it's too, it's I don't not, know how much longer camping. we can do it. Yeah. No, it's not it, camping. No, you're glamping. It's glamping. You're definitely yeah. glamping. You're not <laughs> out in the woods. It's a nice, nice facility. Great uh, sanctuary tabernacle that we get to do our services in. And literally from seven o'clock Friday night, I always say it's like uh, drinking from a fire hydrant, man. Yeah. It's trying to put your mouth on a fire hydrant and take a drink from seven o'clock to about 10 o'clock Friday night, man. We just go at it. Um, all Jesus, all Jesus, all Jesus, all Jesus. And then Saturday morning we get up, uh, after Friday night, we, uh, we have a nacho bar. And so, yeah. uh, all the guys about 10 o'clock go down and eat a nacho bar, head to bed. We get up early the next morning. We have breakfast, uh, we start back in the word uh, of God and we just go at it till about 10 30, 11 o'clock. And then we have lunch. Um, we've got worship in between these mixes as well. And then we'll have our cornhole tournament right around one o'clock, two o'clock. And that'll take us a few hours. Uh, then we have dinner and then we go back to the word that night and we go to about 10 or 11 o'clock, just depending on how the spirit moves. We do some breakout sessions. We let you hang out with some guys just to talk about the weekend. Then Sunday morning, we have breakfast again, and uh, we'll have another sermon and get you guys out of there. Are we still doing fireside? I feel like so we, we do fireside chats, exactly. Yeah, so fireside we'll, chats, those are great. We'll do fireside chats. We also do morning devotions. So uh, both Saturday and Sunday morning, you wake up, and in your um, in your uh, bunkhouse, basically, it's not a bunkhouse, trust me. It's a really nice, I'd <laughs> it's, it's say bunkhouse. It's yeah. a really nice spot. So we've got these open uh, atrium areas at the end of each one of these places, and we have uh, a morning devotions. So... I'm telling you what, if you haven't been to your Bible a lot lately, come that weekend. I promise you, you will be soaked with the water of the Word, and it will be an amazing time. So uh, that happens uh, March 31st through the Oh, we got second. an overlay here. Yeah. There you go. do the overlay there. And so you can check that out as well as uh, uh, sign up on the website, manupgodsway.org. And yeah. if you're flying, we've got some guys coming in from Seattle. I've got a couple from Michigan already. Uh, coming in we'll have guys from all around the area and around the united states coming in if you're coming in and you're spending money on a flight 
uh, please let me know. We will pick you up from the airport and take you back from the airport. We've got guys willing to help out and drive you around so that be one less expense that you'll have as mm-hmm. you come for that weekend. I promise you, 175 bucks. Yeah, dirt it will, cheap. It will be. It's an amazing weekend, and it is. It's all inclusive, and um, I promise you, if you um, matter of fact, I'll say this: if if God doesn't rock your world that weekend, I'll give you your money back. Yeah. How's that? You're gonna get your you're gonna get your money's worth just with the food. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> well, we're, we're, yeah. we were talking about this, and I know um, it's a little bit up from the year before. You know, right. price went up a little bit, but even I was asking you. You know, when we when we were talking about doing it again. I had to pull you aside and be like, how are you doing it for this cost? Like, how are you, how are you doing that? And then, you know, paying the worship team and doing this, like what, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not a lot of money being made on these things. You're doing it because it's your heart, you know? Um, and I think that's why you've always done the camps and, um, it's just a really cool, it's a really cool weekend for a great, great rate it so, is yeah. and so what's really cool also is that every year we've had some baptism so souls yeah, that saved right. at this thing little river there is a 50 degree spring literally <laughs> right next to the sanctuary that we have that we host in it so we walk out there every year and for those of you who know me i hate cold weather with a passion but there's nothing better than i like than getting in this 50 degree spring water and baptizing men it is the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen, and uh, we've got some great videos. I wish I could pull one up right now. I didn't even think of it. Next, maybe next week we'll have yeah. uh, we'll have one of the videos of Start us baptizing in that. Better, yeah. So, man, we would love to have you there. Uh, I've been doing men's ministry for twelve years now. I've been a pastor, lead pastor for eight years, and um, you know God has just uh, moved uh, through our Man Up God's Way ministry. And it's just a, it's just been an amazing thing. For those of you who don't know, I have a book that really started it all called Man Up, Becoming a Godly Man in an Ungodly World. And you know, we really preach these principles at these conferences, and uh, it's a challenge. Uh, it will be a challenge to your manhood. And this year, we really want to encourage you know, men just to look at their, their biblical masculinity. What does that look like? How do they apply that? You know, in this world that is woke, that is um, demasculizing men every moment of the of the day, uh, we want to, 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 to embrace you. We want to encourage you. We want to esteem you. And this will be a great weekend to do that. So I pray that you'll come. And uh, uh, if you can't come, pray. Pray for and, us, And yeah. um, maybe if you can't come, would you buy a ticket uh, for somebody who maybe needs a, if you, and you've got extra money, um, a, a scholarship. We offer scholarships to guys who can't afford to come, um, and we ask other guys to pick those up. So if you get an opportunity, we would love for you to pick up a scholarship. Uh, as well, go to our website manupgodsway.org and you can check out that. I actually link. shared the registration uh, in the chat. You rock, dude. Yeah. That's why you're the host or the uh, producer with the mo- mostest. <laughs> <laughs> the hostess <laughs> with the mostest is what I was going to say. But all good right, stuff, guys. Man. Well, thank you for Goza, man. It was a yeah. good days. Good to be back. I'm glad after we're a few back. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Drive me crazy. It's amazing. We have. Uh, had so much technical issues and finally we brought in somebody who actually know what they're talking about and shout uh, out to adam yeah shout thank out you, to brother. adam thank you for uh it was funny he he uh literally walked in he clicked a couple buttons he's like what's well, working and we were like what he no, just brought his yeah, spirit of technology exactly. <laughs> is that a gift of the spirit <laughs> exactly. i think that's in there somewhere right 
So we would love to have you guys at the conference again. We will be promoting this. Make sure that you download the app at uh, iTunes and or Google. It's Man Up God's Way app. And check out this podcast. Make sure that you go subscribe, and you can check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, as well as Podomatic. And we will see you guys next Monday. Love you guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.